Gavriel's Israel's journey into entrepreneurship was accidental at best because of a family crisis and their daughter being born premature and with special needs. It opened up the avenue of opportunity for them to explore the field of entrepreneurship and how they may be able to make an impactful difference combining their love of digital marketing with their need to stay at home and take care of their daughter. Thus, Proofpoint Marketing was born. Gabby joined me this week to tell me all about her journey into the business world. The podcast called Mixing Business with Pleasure she hosts with her husband Mike, which is intended to be a community for other couples who run businesses together to learn best practices. She joined me to talk about that and so much more. I'm Kevin McShann. Let's have this conversation. Absolutely. So, Gabby, if you're ready, we'll welcome you to the program, and we're excited to learn all about your inspirational journey this afternoon. So great to see you, and thanks so much for being here. Thank you, Kevin. I'm excited to be here with you and to share my story. Uh, Yeah, so, Gabby, I'm going to start you off by uh, asking you about your accidental trip into entrepreneurship. I know that uh, you and your husband, Mike, uh, sort of got into this accidentally after a family crisis. So can you tell me how you overcame that and got into entrepreneurship? Yes, absolutely. Um, you know, my husband, Mike, he's not on the program today, but uh, he will tell you and can vouch that he always wanted to be an entrepreneur. So for him, this was very deliberate. For me, I always consider myself an accidental entrepreneur because I, I don't know that I, that I really wanted to become an entrepreneur. I had thought about it. It was romantic idea, but it was nothing that I was really focusing on in my career. Um, but, but how I became an accidental entrepreneur is, um, is a fascinating story. At least I think so. Um, my daughter, uh, five years, 2015 was born four months premature. She was born at 24 weeks she had a very long NICU journey. She was in the NICU for six months. And when she came home, um, you know, she had a long road uh, to, to get to where she is today. She had a lot of early intervention and some medical needs and medical devices early on. Um, at the time of my pregnancy, I was working for 
uh, an agency downtown Minneapolis. And I ended up having, um, you know, preterm labor caused by preeclampsia and HELP syndrome. And so, you know, I was very ill. I was very sick. I was in the hospital. I had an emergency C-section at 24 weeks. At the time, as I said, I was working. And shortly after my emergency C-section, I would say about a week after, I lost my job. So talk about adding insult to injury. You know, I, I went from a very vulnerable state of, of, you know, medical crisis and my daughter being in the hospital to now losing my job, losing my income, and also my health insurance at the time because I was the policyholder for our family. So it was, it was a very, very scary um, time in our lives. And um, I like to say that at that point, I became a stay-at-hospital mom because my daughter was in the hospital for so long. Then I transitioned to becoming a stay-at-home mom. And I was a, a stay-at-home, stay stay-at-hospital mom for 24 months, so just shy of my daughter's uh, 22 months. So she was just shy of two, turning two. And the idea of opening our business and starting a company had started to germinate. Um, based on the experiences that we went through, you know, me losing my job, us being without a dual income, you know, a family that is now facing a medical crisis, um, not having, you know, health insurance. Luckily, we were able to get onto my husband's policy at the time. But all these things are scary and awful and things that I feel um, employees shouldn't have to deal with, shouldn't have to go through. And, and those, those instances, along with a couple of other blips along the journey, more so pertaining to my husband's career, led us to um, starting our company, Proofpoint Marketing. Uh, my husband and I both are the uh, digital marketing world. We have over 17 years of experience in digital marketing. And so starting a, an agency together um, was not exactly in our plans, but it sort of presented itself as being uh, just the best option for us at the time and with our family. Our daughter was, um, as I said, just shy of being two years old. Uh, she was off oxygen, but she had a feeding tube. She had some other motors, fine and gross motor skill delays. And so we needed to be the type of parents that could be home and that could um, be there for her. And that's what led us to create Proofpoint Marketing. Uh, Proofpoint is a fully remote B2B digital marketing agency. So being remote has allowed us to, um, to, to work from home, to be with our daughter, to provide her the care and support that she needs while also fulfilling our destiny uh, professionally, you know, personally, and obviously financially as well. That's quite the story. And I'm sure that you're hoping that you're uh, leading a fine example for your daughter to aspire to, I'm sure. Yes. You know, she has only known us to be working from home parents um, and, and to be business owners. So a lot of her early childhood dialogue and pretend play was what she was hearing at home. You know, so one day, I think she was like three or four, she was playing with her dolls and we, we were listening in and she was saying to her dolls, you know, oh, I got to go check my emails. Yep. I got to go to a call. I got to, you know, so it's really funny that she was picking up on, you know, emails and Noom and, you know, all these things that my husband and I talk about, 
um, and that pertain to our work, she was picking up on that from a very early age. And, and ever, since, um, ever since then, she's been very curious about what we do, our job, um, you know, when we're on a call, she can't interrupt us. So it's, it's I, I, I absolutely hope and, um, and I'm trying to show her the examples that, you know, you can be a working mom, you can own a business, and you can also prioritize your family. And I think a lot of parents out there, especially now during the pandemic, are doing just that. Uh, uh, starting exploration at an early age is uh, an inspiration for sure. She can uh, get started in a family business at a young age. So the legacy continues for sure. Yes. You know, she at five years old, she's now five. She is an expert negotiator. I don't know where she learned her negotiation skills, but there are times where my husband and I, we joke, we say, man, she's got to be our sales, our sales professional she's gonna sell proof point for us so yeah i hope we'll see where we'll see where her uh professional aspirations go at the moment she really wants to be a jedi so um she's very into star wars so <laughs> i don't know if there are any professions out there that require jedi but um but who knows we'll see maybe she'll become an astronaut how about that yeah maybe so i know that uh you know, from reading my bio, I have what's called uh, spastic quadriplegic cerebral palsy. And I know, as you just described, you have a special needs daughter. So I'm wondering if you could provide uh, some words of inspiration and affirmation for any uh, parents who are parents of special needs um, children and how to get through the difficult and the good times as well. Yes. Well, um, I'm so glad you talked about that because I'm, I'm, I'm an advocate and, and very passionate around aware, you know, bringing awareness to prematurity. Our daughter was born, as I mentioned earlier, four months early at 24 weeks. She weighed 11 ounces, so less than a pound at birth. 330 grams for anyone listening using the metric system. Um, and very early, from a very early point in our journey with her, we had a couple of doctors and even nurses in the hospital tell us not to count our chickens before they hatched. Um, meaning, you know, hey, you know, your daughter's born and she's alive, but don't get too overly excited about, about the future of her life. In fact, we had a doctor that had offered us um, an abortion if we wanted to have an abortion because I was very ill. I was extremely sick and in the hospital due to pregnancy-related complications. And so the, the idea of an abortion was presented to us. And, you know, I, I don't want to get into a political discussion about, about whether abortion is wrong or right, because that's not the point of this. But I do want to provide some some inspiration to parents um, of children that maybe are born with special needs or have a me complex medical history. And that is don't let any doctor or anyone for that matter, tell you what your son or daughter can and can't do. Um, you know, we had heard from a couple of doctors very early in our journey that our, our daughter could be blind, she could be deaf, she could have mental disabilities, she could have physical impairments. You know, we, we were given, um, not very good prognosis and and with good reason you know children born at 24 weeks under a pound 
really statistically shouldn't even be alive. You know, our daughter shouldn't even be alive today because of uh, her, her circumstances at birth. But today I can tell you, Kevin, that she is a thriving, uh, jubilant, uh, bright and brilliant five-year-old. Um, her, 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 her medical needs are, are more internal. You know, she has some physical delays, some, some, um, uh, gross motor skill delays that we're working on that she's working on with, you know, early intervention. She does have um, uh, a, a pancreatic insufficiency, which she on medication for, but, um, but her prematurity did not affect her, her quality of life in the long term um, and did not affect her mentally. And so she is, you know, thriving today from what doctors told us she may never, you know, she may never make it. She may never make it out of the hospital. So, um, you know, if there's one piece of advice that I could give to parents or anyone that is dealing with um, a loved one that has medical needs or complex medical history, don't let anyone pigeonhole you or your child or your loved one. Um, the advances in medical science today are tremendous. And people and children that were originally, you know, born with with diseases or, or complications that may have resulted in, in early termination or, or pregnancy loss or even early childhood death, these people are living long and healthy and active lives. So I, I just want to encourage any parent that's going through a challenging time with their child. Yes, there will be difficult days. There will be days where you just want to give up and throw in the towel and it's hard and, 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 um, and, and so many emotions, you know, ro emotional roller coaster of going through caregiving for, for an individual with medical needs, but they will surprise you. They will be your greatest teacher. They will be your greatest inspiration. And I know my daughter is that for me. Um, being an entrepreneur, starting a business, creating a business that is, has a family first culture, which allows me as a mom to prioritize my family, but also empower my employees to empower, you know, to, to put their needs and their family's needs first is my greatest inspiration. And that is, is a hundred percent attributed to my daughter and to the experience that we went through with her. Um, had we not gone through that, I know that I would not, proof point wouldn't exist today. I wouldn't be the person that I am today. And the lessons that my daughter have, has taught me are pale in comparison to everything that I have learned prior to her coming into my life. And Gabby, tell me, what's the great, greatest hope you have for your daughter's future? Oh, gosh. You know, I want her to be happy. I want her to reach her full potential, whatever that might be. Um, I want her to know that we, as her parents, and, and, and pretty much as everyone in my generation, is working towards creating a better world, um, a world where um, it's safe, where there's equality, where there is, um, where people of all different backgrounds and colors and abilities are celebrated and not relegated. Um, and that she can just be who she is and be happy and find her path in life, whatever that may be. I, you know, I knew that I was always passionate for marketing and advertisement and, and that's 
where I started my career, but I never knew that I would become a business owner. And so I think my other wish for her would, would be to, you know, yes, carve out your life and, and, and set a path for yourself, but also be open to and um, accepting of things that come into your path things that may be there for a reason that you hadn't anticipated uh, because they can often lead to some of the greatest rewards. And I know that is true for me. And tell me about uh, your business, Proofpoint Marketing. I see the sign there in the background. I know it's a digital marketing agency that you started with you and your husband. So uh, can you tell me about uh, your focus of business, your uh, business model and how it works? Sure, absolutely. So Proofpoint Marketing is a remote B2B digital marketing agency. We help our clients better know and understand who their clients are so that they can optimize their marketing. And we do digital marketing. So that includes, um, you know, paid media, SEO, marketing analytics, content and social media marketing. We work specifically with, um, you know, with B2B companies, uh, but specifically with companies in the tech and manufacturing space. I'm also curious to get your thoughts on what do you think is the key to enticing uh, more women and girls into uh, the field of entrepreneurship in order to have uh, sustainable careers? That is a brilliant question, and I'm glad you you asked that of me. Um, I think that entrepreneurship, to be honest with you, I think it starts from home. I think that parents can cultivate that mindset from their children or, or in their children at an early point in time. Um, I'll give you a couple of examples. When I was growing up, I think I, I must have had an entrepreneurial bone in my body because I always did things that were trying to make money, you know, and trying to trying to do fun things, you know. So, and my parents encouraged that of me, and they they um, they fostered that in me. And even though as I grew up, I I sort of maybe forgot about that entrepreneur experience, but it has come full circle because being resourceful, um, being uh, an advocate for yourself. Um, not taking no for an answer. These are things that parents can teach their children just in their day-to-day -day lives, you know, how to have an entrepreneurial mindset. It just starts with, I think, advocating for yourself, speaking up for yourself, not taking no for an answer. I think it also has a lot to do with being resourceful, um, finding solutions, you know, being um, an individual thinker, uh, looking at problems in a certain way. And those are things, like I said, that parents, but also schools can, can, can foster as well. I think changing school curriculum, um, having different courses and, you know, extracurricular activities would, would be helpful for kids, um, especially girls. And then I think, you know, as, as women get older, you know, moving away from elementary, middle, high school, college, I think, um, uh, and, and into the real world, I think that um, educating women to, to again, to, to speak up for themselves, to advocate for themselves, and to find a mentor. Uh, that ha I've had a couple of uh, beautiful and amazing mentors throughout my career. Quite frankly, not enough. I wish I would have um, pursued mentorship earlier and, and, and more rigorously, but I've had had some wonderful mentors that have been able to... Um, to help me work on some of my weaknesses, but, but also develop my strengths, and then have given me skills and connections 
and um, practical advice that have helped me on my career, but also helped me to realize my my dream as as an as an accidental entrepreneur. And I'm also curious. Uh, you, I know that you work from home, so I'm wondering how you've adjusted to uh, working at home during a pandemic and uh, any advice you may have for people that have been uh, relegated to working from home? Well, um, we started our company 100% remote. So we've been doing this whole work from home thing for a while. But I will tell you, Kevin, that it has definitely changed. And it is different now that we're in a pandemic. First and foremost, um, you know, I used to work out of a, a, a um, um, co-working space prior to prior to the pandemic and that would allow me you know a couple of days out of the week to just get out of the house and go to um, a place that that had um, you know like-minded individuals other entrepreneurs small business owners and that allowed me an opportunity to just change my scenery change perspective meet people network and most of all um, work on my on, on you know some of those soft skills like communication and negotiation and um, and advocacy and you know things that you don't always get to do and networking obviously things that you don't do when you're working from home um, now that it is a pandemic and you know we decided my husband and I decided that it would not be prudent of us uh, for me to work uh, at the co-working space because our daughter does still have some medical needs and so we are trying very hard to minimize and eliminate as much risk as we can for her. Um, she's also another big part of the challenge with working from home right now is that she is not in school this year. We, we made the decision early on during the pandemic that we would keep her home uh, for this you know fall school year. Um, and that has been hard. I, I have to tell you, you know, we're very lucky that we do have Mike's parents around that have been helping us to to take her a couple of days a week so that we can work on on um, on our business. And lastly, the other thing that has been challenging for me is just coming up with that separation of work and home. Because so often now, especially for individuals that are not used to working from home, your home life and your work life and every other aspect of your life is just bleeding into one another. And it is very, very, very easy to fall into that trap of working late hours, working um, nonstop without prioritizing your physical and your mental health. And I will be the first to admit that I fell into that trap not too long ago. And I am kind of currently working on pulling myself up. And, and so the way that I'm doing that is um, drinking lots of water, trying to get to bed on time, trying to wake up to bed in, uh, early in the morning on time, making sure I'm taking time out of my day to enjoy the weather. You know, it's, it's beautiful. I'm, I'm here in the Twin Cities and we have beautiful fall weather. So I'm trying to take some extra walks during the day just to break up my day. Um, and most importantly, this is, this is a good reminder for everybody, but especially now, I have seen this personally with myself, with my husband, and with my team, and I would, I would 100% guarantee that everybody is also experiencing this. Productivity during the pandemic has gone down. And, and I will repeat that again for the people in the back. Productivity during the pandemic has gone down. And that does not mean that, that you're not working hard. That does not mean that your employees or colleagues are not working hard. It just means that 
there's other things going on in this world today that are affecting mentally, physically, and emotionally your ability to be at your best. Um, and I think that employers, especially you know, captains of industry, entrepreneurs, uh, heads of companies, they need to realize that. They need to um, accept that, acknowledge that, and support their team. Obviously, you know, there's there's a line between reduced productivity and no productivity at all. You know, there's a huge line there. But um, I think it's okay, and I think we need to be sort of forgiving of ourselves and understanding with our teammates and our colleagues and our employees that this is a tough time. We're all going through a difficult period of time um, because of this situation. It has affected our entire way of life, you know, in the world. And so I think we just have to give each other a little bit of patience and understanding and cut ourselves some slack. You know, it's not worth it to kill yourself to work until two, three o'clock in the morning um, when you can just take, you know, go to sleep, wake up early and feel better the next day and, and start over. And so I think um, th those are, those are some of my tips and my perspective on the matter. Um, if anyone would like some more tangible feedback or, or tips on that. We have a section, a COVID section uh, on our website. If you go to www.proofpoint.marketing, we have some blogs and some resources and some downloadables that have been helpful um, to our clients and, and to people that, that know us and our friends of the agency. So if anyone is interested, they can go check that out there. But if not, I'd say the most important thing to do right now is acknowledge when you need to rest, acknowledge when your body is tired, acknowledge when your brain needs a rest and cut yourself some slack. And I know that part, part of your sort of finding your inner center with yourself is hosting a podcast with, with your husband, Mike, uh, mixing business with pleasure. So can you tell me about that? Yes, I'm very excited to talk about that. My husband and I launched a podcast called Mixing Business with Pleasure. We launched it back in August. This has been something that was germinating for three years. We had this idea in 2017. Um, but due to the fact that that was also the year that we launched Proofpoint and our daughter was just two at the time, so still requiring a lot of our attention we decided to kind of defer that plan. And in 2020, it just happened to be the perfect time to launch it. So um, it's a podcast that my husband and I host, and we interview other couples that are in business together. And we, we just want to, you know, get to the crux of what people are dealing with as, as, a, as a couple in business and kind of explore those themes of life and, and work and relationship and children, if they've got them, extracurricular activities, hobbies, and kind of how all of that um, comes together when you work for yourself or when you are a couple in business. Fascinating. And can you also tell me if people want to get in touch with Proofpoint Marketing, uh, how do they do that? Very simple. Um, you can check us out online. You can check out our website. It's www.proofpoint.marketing. I would also say that if there's anyone listening um, that wants to connect with me on LinkedIn, I'm, I try to be very active on LinkedIn. So please find me there. My LinkedIn, uh, you can find me under Gabby Israel Grinberg uh, on LinkedIn. And if there are any uh, husband and wife or couples in business that are interested in checking out our podcast or that uh, would like to be a guest on our podcast, check us out. We're on iTunes, Spotify, 
Google, all the, all the major podcasting uh, platforms. It's Mixing Business with Pleasure. Um, and you can reach us via email, Mike and Gabby at mixingbiz, B-I-Z, with pleasure.com. Fantastic, Gabby. I want to thank you for uh, having a revealing and uh, consequential discussion with me. Really enjoyed your perspective on a number of different issues, whether it be in business or personal life and uh, having life with a, a special needs daughter and throughout the pandemic. So I really want to thank you for your time this afternoon and thank you uh, for being here. Always great to see you. Thank you, Kevin, and thank you for this lovely conversation. Fantastic, Gavin. We're done.